Welcome, everybody. Hi, this is Bob Bro. Welcome to the Best Old Time Radio Podcast. This is Thursday. The date is June the 17th, 2021, and on Thursdays, we play an old-time radio western. We've got a good one lined up for you today. So it's time for you to relax, get over in that big easy chair, get your feet up, get yourself a little something perhaps cold to drink. It is warm outside, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you, I I was just reading some temperatures, 118 in Phoenix, 116 in uh, Las Vegas, 105 in Billings, Montana. Whoa, what's going on? And no rain in sight in most of these places. At any rate, don't worry about that. Just go over there and relax and, uh, and just get your mind off the, the, the pressures and the problems of the day. Because what we have right now is a very entertaining and very amusing old-time radio western. Well, as you can tell from that music, it is time for us to travel back to the Old West. We're going to Dodge City, Kansas. The year is 1874, and we're going to walk up Front Street, shoulder to shoulder, with Marshal Matt Dillon. Along the way, we'll no doubt bump into Kitty and Doc and Chester and the whole gang on this really fun episode of Gunsmoke. This one was originally broadcast 
on the uh, 10th of October in 1952. So it's one of the early episodes of Gunsmoke. And it is a wonderful, wonderful story that you're just, just going to really get a kick out of. It's a mystery. It's a whodunit. It's uh, some comedy thrown in. And you'll, you're going to meet one of the most unforgettable characters <laughs> you'll ever hear on Gunsmoke. And I'm just going to say that the characters played by Jeanette Nolan, I'm not going to give anything else away. So relax and enjoy this episode of Gunsmoke from October the 10th, 1952, entitled Hinka Do. Dodge City and in the territory on west, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Smoke, starring William Conrad, the story of the violence that moved west with young America, the story of a man who moved with it, Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Morning, Miss Adam, eh? Hiya, Marshal. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Matt! Wait a second. Huh? Oh, hiya, Doc. Oh, on my way over to jail. After you. Oh? You heard about the Longhorn? No, what about it? Uh, you haven't heard or you wouldn't ask. Well, heard what, Doc? Well, um... Uh, I'll walk along with you, if you're heading that way. Well, as a matter of fact, I was heading that way. Hey, what's all that crowd out in front there for? <laughs> in due time, Mac. In due time. You know, Doc, there's only one thing that makes you happier than having a secret, and that's to collect your coroner's fee. Yeah, might get a fee out of this, too, for it, Silver. Uh, no wonder you're all worked up. Hey, have you, have you heard about the Longhorn? It's the dog on thing. It's the longhorn. It's the dog on thing I ever come across. Good morning, Mr. Dillon. Uh, oh, oh, hiya, Chester. Say, so you heard about the longhorn? No. No, Chester, I have not heard about the longhorn. What? He's upset, Chester. He's the only man in Dodge who hasn't heard. Looks so help me, Doc, if this is one of your practical jokes. No, 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 no. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> You'll see. Uh, will you pardon me, ma'am? Let him through. Uh, pardon me, please. Let me through. Excuse me. Well, Mr. Dillon? What do you think of it, Matt? Aside from the misspelled words. The Longhorn been closed all morning? Yep. Locked tight. That sign was on the door daylight. The Longhorn Saloon will open at 8 o'clock tonight with new management and a new policy. Everybody welcome. Signed the new manager, Mamie. Mamie? 
That's a woman, Max. Lately of Kansas City, St. Louis, and points east. Well, I don't know, Mr. Dillon. My word. We never had a woman running a saloon in Dodge City before. And we won't now, Chester. The boys won't let her last an hour, I'm afraid. <laughs> Be kind of fun for that hour, though. And another thing, if this Mamie is the new manager, what's happened to Herman Bleeker? Well, I don't know. He must have sold it to her. He didn't say anything about it yesterday morning. That's right. I saw him over at the liver stable in the afternoon, showing off one of them fancy vests he's always ordering. And he never said one word about it. Well, you know that little poppin' Jay, he's flighty. Probably happened sudden. Yeah, too sudden, Doc. Even for Herman. Say, come think of it. I haven't seen him all morning. And he's usually strutting up and down Front Street, preening himself like a powder pigeon. He's probably upstairs there, sleeping in, getting ready for the opening tonight. We gonna be here, Mr. Dillon? Maybe. Mr. Dillon? Huh? Oh, yeah, Chester. We're gonna be here. I'm sorry, boys, but she's upstairs. Said she'd be down about 8 o'clock, and that's all I know about it. Now, if you want to order anything, let's hear it. And if you don't, just shut up. Say, the boys are acting kind of rambunctious, Mr. Dillon. Yeah, she'll wish she stayed in St. Louis on the points east. Say, Matt, Matt, I, I was talking to the bartender. I asked him what she looks like, and he said if he told me, I wouldn't believe it. Now, the fella I'd like to talk to is Herman Bleeker. Yeah, well, nobody's seen hiding here him. You know, Matt, uh, I'm beginning to wonder, too. Howdy, strangers! Hey, Welcome to the Longhorn! I'm Mamie, the new owner. Uh, Mamie? My gracious sake alive. 190 pounds if she weighs an ounce. Yeah, that bartender was right. I wouldn't have believed it. Boys, looks like we're going to be doing business together, so let's get things straight right in the beginning. Now, in the first place... The minute you stick your foot inside that door, you're on my stomping ground. I'm the boss of this shebang, and don't you ever forget it. When I tell anybody to hop, he hops. Is that clear? (laughs) Now, tell you what, I aim to give the squarest deal in town. All the liquor here is going to be aged over 30 days. And the dancing girls aged under 30 years. The liquor is straight, and the girls are graceful. There's only four aces in every deck, and the cards only read from the front side. You'll get a fair shake for your money, but there ain't gonna be no fandango. And another thing... Mister! I'm talking. Well, so I, old battle Excuse me, boys. Looks like it started, Mr. Dillon. Yeah, wait a second. He paid for his drink? Yes, ma'am. All right, you walleye little maverick. Come for a decoration. When I just cast your eyes on that ace of spades I got tacked up on the back wall. Now! What? Wow. 
For the land's sakes, did you see that draw, Mr. Dillon? Yeah, and she got the card, too. Oh, the boys won't give her no trouble, man. All right, boys, the first one's on the house. And it's the last free one you'll get. And the only credit I give is for funeral expenses. Belly up, boys! Well, sir, Mr. Dillon... Chester, I want to talk to Herman Bleeker more than ever. Say, you know, she's big enough to... Uh, well, I'll bet she forced Herman to sell. Yeah, maybe. Doc, I'll be right back. I uh, I want to talk to her. Oh, that you lost nothing, boys. Oh, you're the marshal, huh? Uh, yeah, that's right, ma'am. My name's Dylan. Proud to shake your hand, Mr. Dillon. Well, thank... <laughs> thank you, Miss Mamie. Welcome to Dodge City. Mighty decent of you to express the sentiment, Marshal. I reckon you won't get much business around the Longhorn. I'll take care of any trouble that's around here. Uh, it'd be quite a change. The boys used to push Bleeker around every now and then. Oh, that runty little prairie dog. I, uh, I didn't know he was planning to sell, Miss Mamie. He must have made up his mind in a hurry. Yeah? I made him an offer and he took it. Just like that. Uh, he found himself some new living quarters, I suppose. Oh, yeah. He moved right out last night. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, uh... I wonder where he's holed up. Huh? There, there are a couple of things I'd like to see him about. Well, now, uh... I'll tell you, I'm afraid he left town, Mr. Dillon. I think he said something about taking the Santa Fe to St. Louis, now that I remember. Oh, I, I see. I see. Well, that, that's too bad. I, I'd sure like to have seen him. Uh... Well, I'll probably drop in now and then, Miss Mamie. Sure! Anytime, Marshal. For you, it's on the house! <laughs> Thank you. What'd you find out, Mr. Dillon? Let's get out of here, Chester. Come and Doc. Sure. Oh, yes, with both ears a flapping. Well, boys. What do you think of her? Oh, my gracious, Mr. Dillon, I sure would hate to meet her in the dark. Oh, why, she's got a voice like a buffalo. Ain't it awful? It just itches your ears, don't it? Why, the woman's a human monstrosity. I still haven't seen Herman. What'd she say, man? She says she thinks he left town. Oh, Chester, I want you to check all the rooming houses and hotels along Front Street. I'm going to go to the railroad station on the stage lines. I'll meet you over at the jail, man. Yes, sir, Mr. Dillon. Say, Matt, I think Herman keeps a horse over at the Liberty Stable. Yeah, I, I thought of that, Doc. I wonder, would, would you be good enough to look into that for Why, me? Why, sure, I'd be happy to. You know, Mr. Dillon, she is an awful straight shot. Yeah, Chester. I know. <laughs> You here, Matt? Oh, uh, yeah. Come on in, Doc. Ah, well, his horse is still over at the stable. He didn't tell them anything about leaving. He didn't leave, Doc. Mamie came in on the 9 o'clock train last night. Only one train out after that around midnight. He wasn't on it. And he didn't buy a ticket on the stage uh, uh, either. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, see, now what did I tell you? Matt, that settles it. Yeah, of course he... May have moved into one of the hotels. Oh, sir, Mr. Dillon, I'm afraid he didn't. Oh, uh, well, what'd you find out, Chester? 
that nobody in this town has seen Herman Bleeker since around 9 o'clock last night. Matt, I knew I'd get me a fee out of this, one way or the other. Well, don't spend it yet, Doc. <coughs> what? Buenos noches, senores. Oh, Manuel, um, come on in. Come Gracias, senor Tilo. Well, what's on your mind? Pues, senor, I was at the railroad depot when I hear you ask about the little one, uh, el senor Bleeker. No. And the other, the senora. Oh, there is much woman on that one. Well, there's no argument there, Manuel. Senor, last night I have seen something which is strange. No? I am come home very late, one hour, two hours before dawn. I was visiting a friend, you understand? Uh, yeah, yeah, I understand. You see, I am walk home in much hurry, and it is very dark, senor. When at once I see this lantern in the arroyo behind the Longhorn Cantina. Oh, a, a lantern, you say? I am think, what is this? So I wait, and this lantern is come toward me. And when it is close, oh, this woman who I have no see one like her. Oh, what a scare. Well, what was she doing in the arroyo? I do not know, but but it's one thing I forget. She has carried something in her hand. Well, what was it, Manuel? A shovel, senor. Find anything, Matt? Well, there's something here, Doc. But I can't quite... Hold the lantern over here, will you, Chester? Yes, sir, Mr. Dillon. I found something here. If I can just... Just get it loose. Lantern all right, Mr. Dillon? Can, can you see what's here? Uh, yeah, it's, it's fine, Chester. Yeah, I got it. Oh. It's a boot. Yeah, here... Here's the other one. Yeah. All that fancy stitching. Matt, those are his. I've seen them on him. Yeah, so have I, Doc. Yesterday, in fact. Here, take him, Chester. Yes, sir. There's a bundle of some kind here. Oh, you found the body, huh? No, it's it's clothes, I think, Doc. Let's have a look. Yeah. That's all there is, too. The hole doesn't go any deeper. It's hard pan on the bottom there. Hold the lantern down, Chester. Let me right. let me get this unwrapped. I'm not so sure about that coat, Mister Dillon. A lot of them like that around town. Yeah, I know. But take a look at this fancy vest. Oh, that's Herman's. Nobody else in Dodge City ever wear a thing like that. Well, from the looks of it, he won't be wearing it again. Coming, Doc. You know, don't rush me, Matt. Don't rush me. I haven't made one of these blood tests in years. <laughs> if you ask me, I don't see any use of making one now. <laughs> well, let me see. Pour the precipitate into here. What other kind of blood could it be except human? Doc, I only want to be sure, that's all. All right, all right. Uh, let me see. Five drops of the sulfate. 
Oh, you sure look uncomfortable, Matt. Well, how would you like to try arresting that lady, Doc? Not my job to arrest her. <laughs> All I'm doing is stopping up these loopholes Matt's trying to wiggle out of. <laughs> oh, that's real decent of you, Doc, real decent. <laughs> no, sir, Matt, I don't recall you ever being in such a predicament. Oh, of course, I remember the night you shot it out with the Barkley boys over in the Alifaganza. There were three of them, and you did not turn a hair. And then that other time when you got dry gulched by the Platte River gang. All right, Doc. All right, all right. But this is different. If I go to arrest that woman, she's just crazy enough to start a gunfight. Oh, it's a problem. It's a problem. All right. Now, let's see. We'll just shake this up and warm it a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there is one thing, though, Mr. Dillon. Shooting at a mark's not the same as a gunfight. Maybe she wouldn't even resist. You really believe that, Chester? No, sir. Oh, she ain't a woman. She's a human catastrophe. <laughs> she sure is for Matt. <laughs> well, there's still a chance we may be going off half-cocked here. That blood could have got on Herman's vest a dozen different ways. Well, we'll soon see. Uh, let's see now. A couple of drops of reagent. Uh, one, two... Ah, And we'll look for the color change. So, turn up the lamp a little bit, will you, Chester? All right, Oh. Well. Well, Doc. Well, it's tough luck, Matt. (laughs) It's human blood. Matt, I thought we was going over to Longhorn to talk to Mamie. How come the jail? Ah, she'll keep, Doc. She's not going anywhere. Yeah, looks cut and dried to me, Matt. It might not if you were in my shoes. Now, come on in, boys. You know, Mr. Dillon, when I talked to the barkeep, Finnegan, he said that when he showed up this morning to open the saloon, that woman was already inside waiting for him. She told him to come back at 8 o'clock tonight. And he didn't see no sign of Herman Bleeker. Oh, well, there's another nail in your coffin, Matt. Doc, if you keep this up, I'm going to deputize you and take you along with me. He he sure can have my job, Mr. Dillon. (laughs) No, you don't. I will not lift a hand in anger against a woman. (laughs) Especially that woman. Keep thinking we could still be wrong. Oh, real diehard. Look, now suppose Herman hurt himself some way. (laughs) How? And he wanted to get away by himself and and, and recuperate. Where? And suppose he, he, he didn't want anybody to know about uh, it. Why? So he decided to stay with some friend. Who? And, well, maybe... Uh, come on, Chester, let's go. There she is at the end of the bar. What are you going to do, Mr. Dillon? Take her in, Chester. Maybe she'll talk when she's arrested. i got to get that gun away from her some way. It's not going to be easy. And it's got to be done. 
I've never drawn a gun on a woman yet, and I'm not starting now. If I could just manage to... I don't know. There might be a chance. Stick close to me, Chester. Yes, Mr. Dillon? Well, Marshal! Mighty glad you dropped back in. I was just wondering how you were getting along, Miss Like Lee. a kid with two tongues and an all-day sucker. Say, now tell me, did you find that little weasel Herman Bleeker? I, uh... I thought you told me he'd left town. Oh, well, I was just guessing, Mr. Dillon. He said something about planning to. Here, step up and have a shot of poison. Uh, uh, no, no, thank you, thank you. As a matter of fact, I came back here for a particular purpose. Chester and I have a little bet on. Uh-huh. Mr. Dillon, we did. What kind of a bet is it, Marshal? Well, it was uh, about that shooting trick of yours, hitting the center of that playing card, you know. Chester figures that it was a fluke of luck. He's betting me that you can't do it five times in a row. Well, we'll soon settle that. The card's still up there. Stand aside, boys! Mamie's gonna lift her up for shooting irons and get out of the way! Get down there, Curly! All right. There's one. Couple of them. You're doing fine so far. How are you doing down there, boys? All dead center so far. Say, uh, you there, whatever your name is, uh, what do you think of your bet now? Well, I, I, I guess I just kind of lost my head, Miss Mamie. <laughs> well, three down, two to go. There's four. And one more. Ah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Well, what are you stopping now for, Mamie? Well, I got some uh, rules I go by, Marshal. One of them's never to fire my last shot and leave my gun empty. Oh, I, I see. Well, I, that's a pretty good idea, I guess. Sorry to lose your bet for you, Marshal. Well, well I, I'm convinced. Well, I guess that didn't quite... Uh, Chester. <clears throat> uh, Miss Mamie, I, uh, I, I guess you're not a gambler yourself, huh? Who says so? I'll take a fair bet at even odds any day of the week and twice in Philadelphia. Well, in that case, I'll make you one. I got a pretty fair gun here. Or at least I thought so till I saw yours in action. Well, I'd say yours every bit as good as mine. Well, then how about a bet? Your gun against mine on the one-cut high card, huh? Well, now, how? I, I didn't... Of course, it's all right with me if you'd rather back out on it. Who's backing out? You got yourself a bet, Mr. Dillon. Finnegan, shuffle us a deck. Okay, Miss Mamie. It's a better a fight. Mamie never backs out. Uh, there you are, Miss Mamie. Now, who goes first, Mr. Dillon? <laughs> Ladies, always. All right. If you're a friend, Lester will cut him for us once. It's Chester. Never it's mind. Chester cut proud. the cards. Yes, sir. Uh, ma'am. Now, let's see what we've got. Ah, Jack of Spades. That's not bad. Plenty good, Marshal. Plenty good enough to beat anything you can... King of Diamonds. All right. I'm beat. Fair and square. You won yourself a gun. Ah, thank you. Here, Chester, will you take it? Yes, sir. And now the handcuffs. Here, no! Maybe Watch you're it. under arrest. Uh, why, you of all the sidewinds, and jump across and backhanded. Maybe. Oh, 
Manny! Now, you're going to stay fast to me until I get you in a cell, so you might as well make the best of it. Why? You... And as far as that's concerned, you'll be safer in jail than out of it once word gets around. People here in Dodge City thought a lot of Herman Bleeker. That little sawed-off groundhog! That's no excuse for killing him in cold blood. What? You heard him, Mamie. You killed me. Bleeker! This, 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 this is the biggest, biggest night of my whole life. To hear somebody finally shut Mamie up and make her like it. The marshal's a gentleman, you little weasel. He knows how to talk to a lady. And, 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 and to hear you say how much the town thinks of me, Mr. Dillon. What's this all about, Herman? Well, I... I'll tell you what it's uh, all about. Yes. This little grub worm ran out on me in Cincinnati three years ago. Like to broke my heart. I've been hunting him ever since, and last night I found him. I wailed the living daylights out of him. <laughs> yeah, he looks like it. But why did you bury his clothes? Mr. Dillon, would you want to be married to a man that dressed like that? It, she, she pretty near murdered me, though, Mr. Dillon. I've been up there in bed all day, just too bruised and embarrassed to hobble downstairs. Oh, we had our ups and downs, Marshal, me and Herman. You know how it is. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Chester, give me the keys to the handcuffs, will you? Yes, sir, I got them right here in... Well, I guess they're over in the... What's the matter, Chester? Oh, Mr. Dillon, when we were digging out there, I guess I must have lost him. Chester, can't you file that thing any faster? You might just well relax, Mr. Dillon. Took a half hour to get that one off Miss Mamie's wrist. Oh, no. All right, all right, but just hurry. I'm a filing as fast as I can. What? Oh, Miss Mamie gave me this bottle of Irish here to make the waiting a little easier. And it's Jameson's. Oh, well, fine, Doc, fine. Uh, Chester, let that go for a minute, huh? And open it up. Yes, Mr. Dillon. Hey, can you imagine it, boys? Little Herman Bleeker married for years to a woman like that. Yeah, I don't wonder what my... Oh, I'd get nightmares. Here you go, Mr. Dillon. Oh, thank you, Chester. Doc? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, here's to the weaker sex. Mr. Dillon, which one is that? Gunsmoke, under the direction of Norman MacDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Tonight's story was specially written for Gunsmoke by Les Crutchfield, with music composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Featured in the cast were Jeanette Nolan as Mamie, with John Daner, Ralph Moody, and Byron Kane. Parley Bayer is Chester, Howard McNear is Doc. Join us again next week as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal, fights to bring law and order out of the wild violence of the West in Gunsmoke. As colorful as the Western Roundup and twice the fun, that's the Gene Autry Show, which comes your way every Saturday evening over CBS Radio. It's one of radio's most distinctive programs, flavored to taste with songs of the sagebrush and melodies of the mesquite country. 
The Gene Autry Show is 30 minutes you'll enjoy, packed full of comedy, songs, and the genial personality of the one and only Gene Autry. The whole Melody Ranch gang is on hand to entertain you tomorrow night, every Saturday night. So tune in The Gene Autry Show and hit the pleasure trail over most of the same CBS stations. Clancy Cassell speaking. And remember, Broadway is my beat brings you startling mysteries Saturday nights on the CBS Radio Network. One of the truly fun episodes of Gunsmoke. That was Hinkadoo, and that one was originally broadcast on October the 10th in 1952, and Jeanette Nolan just shined in that role. She played that same type of old woman in many episodes of Gunsmoke and also on the television show. In fact, she played a character on the television show entitled Dirty, or, or named Dirty Sally. And the character was so popular that they actually did a spin-off television show in 1974. It ran for one season entitled Dirty Sally, starring Jeanette Nolan. And uh, Dak Rambo, I think, uh, was uh, the young man that was with her. And she played that grizzled old character very, very close to the same as, uh, as Mamie here. That was the only show that was ever spun off of the Gunsmoke television show. And it featured... Jeanette Nolan. Alright gang, that is going to complete our show selection for this week. We'll be back on the weekend probably with a grab bag. If it doesn't show up, don't be surprised, but we'll also have an archive show on Sunday. Gonna go out tonight with a couple of songs from 1952. You know, when you look at the top singers of 1952, female singers, you got your Patti Page, you got your Rosemary Clooney, and you got your Doris Day. And I mean, there was also Joe Stafford and K-Star and a couple of others, but those were the three big three, Rosemary Clooney, Patti Page, and Doris Day. What, Chester? Dinah Shore. Yeah, you're right. Dinah Shore should probably be added in on that too. She was, she, she had a lot of big singles. All right, well, anyway. We're going to go out tonight with uh, two songs from uh, 1952 that were both in the top 30 for that year. The first one is by Doris Day. The second one is by Mr. Bing Crosby, and he is accompanied by Miss Rosemary Clooney. Hope you have a great weekend, everybody. This is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by, and I am so glad you met me. Thank you.
Rosemary Clooney and I have a clever little song here. This song was written for a picture called Just For You, a picture which comes out shortly, I think in the late summer months. It's called Zing a Little Zong. You ready, Rosemary? Certainly. Well, then let's zing it. <laughs> let's zing it. But when you're sitting by the side of me, I want to sing a little song. Sing some sentimental melody about a chapel or an apple tree, about a couple living happily, and I'll be glad to sing along. And I'll be glad it ain't the season that has me kind of silly. You really are a dolly, a dolly and a dilly. You got a reason to cuddle sort of close to me And we could do a very clever bit of close harmony Zing, 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 it's getting late, my pets My pets We've got a most important date to set I'm sure that we could make a great duet And we could sing a little love song all night long Zoom, zoom, zoom Zing, 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 zing
sing, sing a little song with me. I know we're not beside the side of me. But when you're sitting by the side of me, I want to sing a little song. Sing some sentimental melody. About a chapel or an apple tree. About a couple living happily. How's that with you? Well, I'll be glad to sing it too. Well, okay. It ain't the season that has me kind of silly. You really are a dolly. A dolly and a dilly. You've got the reason to cuddle sort of close to me. And we could do a very clever bit of close harmony. Zing, zing, zing. It's getting late, my friend. Forgot to set the date. I know that we could make a great duet. I'll be the tenor. Alto and baritone, and we could sing a little love song. Oh.